All right, mic check one, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, mic check, uh, microphone check one, two, what is this? Santana's back in business. <laughs> Culture Academy is back in business. Welcome back to the Culture Academy. I wanted to check the episodes because we're finally about to breach uh, double digits. So episode number nine. This is nine. Nine. And as always. Clash is in session. Damn right. Episode number nine. Um, you know, man, the, the gods of the world, like, really blessed us with a great... You know what? Let me take that back. I don't want to say great, great news because... There's been some crazy shit going on. I don't want to say great because it might not be great. It's great for us, but not great for individuals, if you know what I mean. Yeah, man, it could definitely be a headache, you know. Um, it's good for us as a show, so that means, you know, it gives us meat and potatoes to talk about, you know. But uh, a lot of this shit that be going down, you know, is people's lives. So we get to watch real-life soap operas play out before I arrive. So I'm not going to lie. It's wonderful. I love it. It's not my life, so I love it. <laughs> it's not your life, so you love it. You know, it's like keeping up with the Kardashians every single day. Uh, it's appropriate in what we're going to discuss later. But um, man. yeah, man, let's start, man. Last, you know, we're 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 uplifting the spirits, man. Last time we we talked, it was the post-apocalyptic version of the Culture Academy podcast. After uh, we were down in the Trumps with uh, Donald Yo, Trump. Yo, man, a lot of people people thought this people thought the sky was falling, right? Yeah, everybody thought, and now now everybody realizes that the sky is still up there. Still live to see another day. The spirits has been lifted. Um, you know, everything's going up, man. This is a Thanksgiving week. Thanksgiving, man. I can't wait, man. You know, I'm going to have those beans, greens, tomatoes. Tomatoes. tomatoes <laughs> oh, know. let's go. Shout oh. out to the pastor, man. Because she's definitely getting a lot of uh, getting a lot of pub this week uh, in light of the holiday, man. So shout out to her and the choir, you know, for, uh, for doing their thing. Yeah, definitely shout out to her. And like you said, um, Thanksgiving is this week, so we get to celebrate uh the irony of Thanksgiving holiday, which is we celebrate and have a wonderful Pastor uh, Shirley Caesar, by the way. Now I just didn't want to throw say her, Pastor Shirley Shirley Caesar, by the way. It's who we uh reference it if you don't know with the uh you name it challenge. Yeah, definitely give her a shout out, man. Like like I was saying, uh, you know, this week, um, Thanksgiving, you know, it's the irony of Thanksgiving because we get to celebrate, uh, of course, everybody out there with their families. You get to rekindle those reunions. 365 days never call you, but you meet on the same day. Uh, Thanksgiving. <laughs> and it's about some food. And, you, and, it's, and somebody's some food. doing some cooking, goddammit. Yep. And we celebrate the fact that this was the last meal before uh, the the Indians got slaughtered. Uh, you know, Damn, man. Why you just got to come with the savagery? Yeah, I got to come with the facts, man. It's not savage. It's the facts, man. So, uh, you know, we'll all enjoy some meat, greens, potatoes, lambs, all that good shit. So... Yeah, man. Like I said, now now the spirit's been lifted, man. The, the spirits have been lifted. Everybody felt like the sky was falling down. And as from what we've seen recently, shout out to our brother Kanye West, man. It seems like the sky's been falling down for him, man. Yeah, it seems like his world is definitely crumbling all around him. We kind of been seeing the the uh, you know the tell the telltale signs, you know, for a couple months now, you know. But yeah, it really seems to be uh, to be coming to a head here, especially with this last rant in uh, in Sacramento. Or I don't know, or do we just chalk it up to just another, uh, just Kanye being Kanye, and then he'll go on, you know, a nice another little run where he just does rants, but then gets back to the back to the music. But this feels different. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it's the Kanye being Kanye because this feels different. Because I tell you what's different right now. We just said the last uh, time we we got on the podcast, the sky was falling down. The president elect Donald Trump. That was two weeks ago, coming this Tuesday, um, on the twenty twenty second. Donald Trump was voted the the president of the United States. So there's still a lot of stuff fresh in the mind. And if anybody's been following news, I really don't. But everybody since a lot of people, not everybody, I won't say everybody, I won't give everybody a blanket. But a lot of people since Trump was elected, they feel like it's an open world to being racist to other people. 
And then you have an artist like, this is where it started. Then you have an artist like Kanye West who comes out and says, I, w- I didn't give you guys my stance, but I would have voted pro-Trump. There's nothing wrong with voting for a candidate who you see is fit. But being that everything's happening in the African-American community, minorities in general, for an artist of Kanye West stature to come out of nowhere and say he's pro-Trump, so he already got people on his bad side. They booed right him. Now. They booed him. They booed the shit out of him. And then you pull off what you did in Sacramento. That I really think if Kanye conti- if Kanye continues going down this path, I believe we're seeing the destruction right now of Kanye West. Right, but I have to ask you this uh, uh, before I preface, you know, anything else that I say. So, do you believe that those who did indeed vote for Trump are? everybody who who voted for trump is a racist you don't believe that nobody who voted for trump might just said uh i'm just gonna vote for this guy because he's not an establishment politician hillary clinton no i don't think everybody who voted for trump is a racist so maybe Um, so then so so then so then so then with with that being said do you think that so then i don't know maybe you know kanye so if that being said then what is wrong with Kanye? what's different between kanye endorsing trump than let's say your next door neighbor well, the difference is um, to me, and again, not everybody who voted for Trump is racist. That's right. common knowledge for me and you because we're smart enough to think that. Right. However, right. there's a large segment of the world who thinks that everybody who voted for Trump is racist. Oh, right, right. Okay, there's people okay, out there okay, who okay, actually okay. think that. And a lot of people may follow Kanye West who have that same sentiment. And if Kanye West is going down that path, they can't be smart enough to distinguish that. Now, look, I know Kanye, not everybody who voted for Trump is a racist. Obviously, uh, I don't think Kanye, I, I don't think Kanye thinks that, but his logic when he goes behind stuff, because, okay, let's talk about this most recent event. Let's just add some backstory to this. So this was in Sacramento, Sacramento, California, a, conver- um, a concert that he had in Sacramento. And I think it's, uh, but you correct me if I'm wrong, he's still on the, Sa- the Life of San Pablo tour, isn't he? Yeah, he extended the tour. Um, he's still on tour um, into December, actually. I think maybe into January, but yeah, he's, he's still uh San Pablo tour. Still rocking it with the floating stage. Okay, so this was November 19th. He was in the San, uh, San Pablo tour in uh, Sacramento, California. So there's a whole bunch of shit that was going on. Now, this is why I'm saying the destruction of Kanye West. Kanye West, now this isn't, I'm not going to put a blanket over Kanye West um, in this situation because a lot of artists do this. But he starts off the tour showing up 90 minutes late to the concert. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know that a lot of artists be showing up no 90 minutes late. Maybe not 90 minutes late, a, but a lot of artists a lot of shows. Late. Yeah. And I don't be seeing people showing up no 90 minutes late. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of artists don't. Artists do show up late, but 90 minutes, that's an hour and a half late to his own tour. So and he's doing this every night because I saw him in Tampa Bay and he was 90 minutes late also. Yeah, so he's showing up late basically whenever the fuck he wants. I'm Kanye, people going to be out there waiting for me, whatever the case may be. So he shows up 90 minutes late. Now, he really screwed himself up here. And when I say he screwed himself up is because the biggest part of that show to me was the fact that he brought out Kid Cudi. Uh, I'm not sure yeah, if you agree, getting, but that yeah, was a yeah, that's getting, yeah, that's getting lost in the uh, that's getting lost in the, in the headlines and the stories that Kid Cudi was there, and that they did have like a a, a, a um a reconciliation there on stage. Yeah, they hugged it out. They hugged it out. Kid Cudi, um, obviously he went at Yay in September. Um, then he checked himself into rehab. Between that entire time, there's been backstory between Drake, you know, coming at Kid Cudi. Now he's out and. You know, they had a good moment on stage, but he really fucked up that moment because you show up 90 minutes late and then he goes on like a 20 minute rant 
about shit that got nothing to do with music, really, outside of when he was talking about Jay-Z and Beyonce. And that wasn't really music. I mean, he was talking about, I mean, he was talking about the radio and how, and how, you know, um, the radio is basically, you know, being diluted and being suffocated by the powers that be because they only want to push certain, only want to push certain artists and certain sounds when that shouldn't be the case. So he was definitely bashing radio from a standpoint. And I agree with that because I think radio is just down in the toilet overall as a whole now. <laughs> hey, after that one joint, uh, Juju on the beat, I oh think I can God. agree. <laughs> that shit was just trap. Man, I don't want to talk about that shit. Was just <laughs> they, they killed a, a song that was a Dirty South classic in Nuck If You Buck for Crying Mob. But um, yeah, man, but he goes on his whole rant. I mean, you, you'd have to think about that in perspective. Like, he can't. And you say he showed up ninety minutes late to the, the Tampa show, right? It might have even been later, bro. I think the I think the ticket said eight. I don't think the man legitimately got on stage, man, until almost ten o'clock. Do you think he can continue doing that just because he's Kanye West? Yeah, like you I don't think, think yeah, at a certain yeah. point if he should keep showing up an hour and a half, two hours late, people are gonna be like, all right, fuck it, and they're not gonna start showing up to the shows if he did this every night? Nah, because you paid your hard earned money, so you are gonna sit there, and you are gonna wait. Man, Kanye is cold, man. So, um, bro, I'm telling you, like the line was like people was outside. The building, like we, it took forever. It seemed like to get inside, and once I got inside, it was like another thirty, forty minutes before he even got on stage. But once he got on stage, like he he didn't do Tampa, like he had a rant in Tampa, but but that uh, rant was more geared towards Kid Cudi, which... right? It was more so to, like stay in your lane. But uh, but then he ultimately brought the house down with the music thing. But okay, let's talk because you actually heard the entire rant, correct? Yeah, I listened to I listened to it. Yeah, I, I watched it. It was like seventeen minutes long, and he went over a variety of topics. It, it was just really strange, man. And you could hear the people booing, and the people were telling them to get on with the music. And some people were telling them just like shut the hell up. And they you started know? to fuck you, Kanye chant. You know, yeah, there was a point in time when they start, yeah, because he fucking ran off the stage and shit, man. Look, man. Okay, so you you heard the entire thing. Obviously, you said he touched on a, a, a whole bunch of topics here. The most pronounced, pronounced, whatever the fuck, topic, I think, was when he came at Beyonce and Jay-Z. Why do you say that? Because, man, I mean, you know the history there with Beyonce and Jay-Z um, as far as Kanye West. And more importantly, the Jay-Z to me, because the Beyonce part, I mean, I got the exact quote here. He oh, says, you got uh, the quotes? Got the, we fact check it now. You know, that's how we do. Culture Academy, we finally opened the textbook. So uh says, Beyonce, I was hurt because I heard that you said you wouldn't perform unless you want video of the of the year over me, over Hotline Bling. Now, don't go try to diss Beyonce. She's great. Taylor Swift is great, which I find it funny he threw her in there. Taylor Swift is great. We're all great people. We're all equal. But sometimes we be playing politics too much and forgetting who we are just to win. Fuck winning. Fuck looking cool. Fuck being cool. Fuck all that, bro. I've been sitting here to give you all my truth, even to risk my own life. To risk my own success, my own career. I've been sitting here to give you all the truth. What the fuck is the truth, Kanye? He still didn't tell us the truth. He didn't tell us the truth. So he's going on. So obviously you're making uh, more or less enemies with your associates. Now, granted, we could be looking a lot into this because it could be like Kid Cudi. Kid Cudi came at but Kanye I, and they reconciled. But I don't get why he mad at Beyonce, though, because shit, if I'm an artist, if I didn't win an award, why the hell am I coming to your show just to show up? Thank you. Like, you mad that she won an award over you and Drake? 
Like, like Beyonce, uh, Kanye wants to do an album with Drake. I'm pretty sure Kanye wants to win Video of the Year over Hotline Bling. Like, like I understand what my man Wiz said. You know, it's not about winning the award, but you should be happy with the nomination. Yeah, I could be happy with the nomination right on the seat at my home, sitting on sitting my black ass on my couch. I'm not going <laughs> to get up off my ass and come to the award show just to, just to what? Then what am I doing? Saving face? No, I'm showing up. This this is my name getting called and then not walking up on stage. So unless I'm performing at Beyonce's level, unless I'm winning an award, I'm not going to perform. Now, if I'm somebody else, like just not trying to get in the game, you know, or I'm on like a good run, then I might perform. But this girl just came off of a, off of a, off of a, what, a five, six month tour. Yeah, man. The the biggest part of that is uh to me was even the Jay-Z thing. Now, I don't respect Kanye for this, bro. Uh, dry snitching on Jay if that was the case. You got the quotes? Got the quotes here. Got the exact quotes. Dry snitching on Jay. Now, this might be more applicable to people who are old school Jay's fans, old heads who know the shit like me and you, maybe not the younger generation right now. But he says, uh, he says, Jay-Z called me, bro. He's like, you still ain't called me. Jay-Z called me. Hey, bro, Jay-Z, I know you've got killers. Don't send them at my head. Just call me. Talk to me like a man. He still didn't explain what the situation is, but if you're thinking, number one, Jay's going to send killers, and number two, you dry snitching on Jay by throwing this shit out, and number three, the reason I say this is probably more for us Wait, who, I, who've been older I just, want you, I just want you just to read the quotes again, just, just, just in case they missed it. I'm going to read it again. Because Kanye is getting deep on niggas. Damn, All right, there we go. Jay-Z, call me, bruh. You still mm. ain't call me. Mm. Jay-Z, call me. Mm. Hey, bro, Jay-Z, I know you've got killers. Please don't send them in my head. Just call me. Talk to me like a man. Now, Damn. I want people to realize. This, this, this is why. How many gets times really, did that nigga say call? That nigga sounds scared. Yes. Call yes. me. I don't know what the fuck is going Jay-Z, on. But he call scared. me. Please. You got killers. Call me before something happens. Damn. And the reason I'm saying this applies more to the old heads is um, in the 90s, Jay-Z had an attempted murder charge, didn't he? Against, uh, what was it? Uncasa, and you stabbed un over Charlie Baltimore. Over Charlie, so he he stabbed, got a attempted murder, and allegedly, according to Killer, he, he had him shot up in D.C. when he said, "I seen the nigga throw the rock sign before the shots was fired." So Jay Z did been trying to kill niggas for a long time. So you take that into perspective. So you start with the Uncasa, which he was attempted murder. He ended up being the case. Okay. That was more, and if if I'm not wrong here, that was actually him being tried for killing Uncasa. It wasn't like he sent somebody. Then you have the Cameron situation where he says more or less that Jay-Z sent the goons. And then you coming out with this. So maybe to the younger millennials, you're thinking like, man, why would Jay-Z be sending killers? You know, this, that, and the third. Son, Kanye is legitimately scared at this point from what it sounds like. Call me, please. Call me. Like, God Please don't send the killer. Don't send, <laughs> and that's what I'm saying, man. Like Jay Z had to be listening to this rant like this motherfucker here, man. Um, throughout this whole rant, now he goes on more shit talking about being pro-Trump, talking about what Obama didn't do in office. He talked about Clinton. Do you think this is just Kanye being Kanye at this point, or you think it might be because Kanye is batshit crazy? Do you think this is just him being him, or is this a little bit more? I mean, I think at this point, you know, it's definitely a little bit deeper. Um. It definitely seemed to be a little bit more uh, extreme than any of the other rants that, you know, that we've come accustomed to seeing from him. But I don't know, man. I'm just curious to see what do you do? How do you perform the 
the, how does the crowd feel the next night after something like this? Do they? That's what I'm curious to see. Do they still come out? Do they? You know, are they hesitant to come out? Do you go out there? Or do you show up on time? Like that's what I'm kind of curious to see. I Man, after you pull a stunt like this, what the hell do you do the next night? But see, here's my second part about that is uh. If he came out after pulling a stunt like this, I don't know what his next uh, tour stop is going to be. But is this just a part of the Kanye mystique? Like, I think people are going to show. I think if he does this consistently with every tour, he's going to end up losing fans. But I think if he after this rant, the next city is going to be looking forward to what the fuck he's going to say on tour. You know what? I take it all back, man. This shit ain't gonna, This is just Kanye being Kanye because when he was doing the uh, what was that? The Yeezus tour. He was doing the same shit, ranting every night, showing up fucking late. And those shows, yeah, some cities, the numbers suffer. But if the music is there, people going to give his ass the benefit of the doubt. And he just, to me, you just got to stop doing that shit and give the people what they actually came to see, which is just the music. Because shit, 20-minute rant, nigga, that could have been like four or five songs, goddamn it. Yeah, probably more than that. Um. I don't like that trend, bro. I'm going to keep it 100% with you. I do not like that shit. I think that shit's whack. Because Drake does it too. And it seems like more of the bigger heads do this. Uh, more of the controversial bigger heads. Going on tour and ranting about shit. I think that shit is so weak, man. Like, I, I can't remember these old cats doing that shit. Uh, I think Nas and Jay-Z probably did it when they were in the beef with each other. But that's because you were in the beef. Just to rant about politics and shit. Like, yo, Kanye, they're not going to your show to hear political shit. They're going to your yeah, show exactly. to hear your music. And... That's the biggest part with Kanye is um some people can separate the uh, music with the person. So some people are like, yeah, Kanye is just crazy. I don't give a fuck what he does off of the microphone between him or whatever his wife, Kim Kardashian. I don't give a fuck about all that drama shit. I just want to hear right. the music. For me, I can't separate the two because I look at artists as a whole. That's the reason why after graduation, I've kind of fell off of Kanye because after that, he's really started going into a more controversial side. And I just don't fuck with it personally. But I just think that if he keeps end up doing this, man, he's going to end up screwing himself and his own fan base in the long run, showing up an hour and a half early and leaving. Because if that happens two times in a row, so if he goes on a tour and does it again, you don't think people might cancel their tickets? Like, you spend so much money on getting these tickets, you spend your hard-earned money, and then this guy's not even going to show up and he's going to leave early after doing two songs? He becomes the, he becomes the next uh, Cat Williams. People are afraid to buy your tickets because they don't know if you're going to show up. Yeah, man. And well, what do you feel about that... Um, Let's take it back a little bit because this kind of ties into it because he talked a little bit about it. This is the topic that came up this week before this actual rant. What do you feel about that whole Kanye West uh, pro-Trump thing? Do you have any feelings towards it? Do you not really give a fuck? I personally don't really, I'm not invested in it. I don't care what an artist has to say about politics. But then again, that might be important because of the fact that Trump won in the first place. These same artists might be running for president at some point and we might have to start caring what they have to say about politics. Well, I mean, like I say, you know, I really don't have any issue, you know, with anybody voting for the man one way or the other as far as that is concerned. But what I think is more disconcerting and more disheartening uh, to me is the fact that, you know, it's always those African-Americans or minorities who are already successful via, the, you know, music, athletically, and they have also garnered uh some uh some fame some popularity to where there's face recognition how they always downplay the race card or uh, racism rather um in the country that kind of you know is is definitely i think is unresponsible 
of those artists to do that, such as like Kanye or Wayne, because he was also trying to turn it down, play and say, hey, let's not focus on racism, this and that. And easy says the guy who's a millionaire living in Beverly Hills, you know. You know, we were talking about you. You were just talking about Wayne uh, downplaying racism um, and these other artists. Let me ask you something. Do you think this is like the tip of the iceberg with this whole Kanye West situation? Now, I know he had a whole bunch of uh, he had an entire rant. So I know this might be lost in the translation, but. You, you kind of said about, you know, African-American artists downplaying racism. Do you think that's a part of why Kanye West saying that he's pro-Trump is a bigger deal than, say, Tom Brady, who came out from the very beginning, saying, I vote Donald Trump? I mean, it could be a part. It could be a reason why, but I don't know, man. I really, I really just think that, you know, I guess given the things that Trump has said, um, you know, it's just very difficult. I guess to see any, you know, minority really voting, really voting for him and then let alone a minority who has such a strong influence, you know, and such far reaching arms as far as uh, being able to uh, influence whole, you know, the community as a whole, you know, from ages, you know, 10 to age 45, he's able to kind of manipulate that demographic. Uh, with just his words so I mean I think it was irresponsible for him to you know to kind of come out and say that when he just could have kept his voting preference to himself yeah um I guess I'd agree man I think people here's what I think and I think I can kind of just wrap up a lot of this Kanye talk because I don't want to spend too much time talking about Kanye but um I think at the end of the day and I've told you this before People have too much invested in celebrities and they like seeing the, I guess I would say the destruction of celebrities. You like to build them up to see them fall. You like to be there for the journey. The fact that we give a fuck about what Kanye West has to say about politics or anything outside of music is the problem with fans nowadays. Because you don't keep it music. You care about anything else that's happening outside of music. And that's something that's happening now in the newer generation. Because you look at the top artists, uh, Wayne, Jay, uh, not Jay, I won't throw Jay into Jay's old school, Wayne, Drake, and Ye. Like, they're more about not being, they're more about being culture icons as well rather than being music. Because you look at somebody like Eminem, Jay-Z, they don't give a fuck about what they have to say about these issues. Now, obviously, Jay-Z kind of, you know, that he came up to the Hillary Clinton rally with uh, with Beyonce. Uh, but outside of, like, Jay-Z's not on tour. They're not looking for him to speak on his issues uh, or any political preferences. Like, it's just like you don't go to, you don't, okay, you don't go to Chick-fil-A, who's a Christian company, for views on, on uh, you know, gay marriage, the same that you would go to Eminem for views on the same shit. Eminem spent the 90s talking about all this anti-homophobic shit. So you're not going to go to Eminem and ask him his opinion on something. It's kind of the same with same with that, man. Like, I just don't I don't understand why people can't separate the music between the two. Yeah, I definitely agree with you, man. Like. But I mean, I don't know, man, it's tough, man. It's, I guess it's tough for people to kind of separate, you know. The person from the athlete, the musician from the actual person. You know, the politician from the person, I guess it's difficult to kind of compartmentalize, you know, and kind of separate, you know, 
anyone from their job. It's kind of hard to, you know, say, you know, it's kind of hard to do that with, you know, police officers. So I guess it is, you know, I guess it is all difficult depending on the type of job, you know, that that person holds down. It's kind of hard to do that, you know. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think, personally, in my opinion, um, we are seeing the self-destruction of Kanye West right now. If he keeps it up. If he keeps it up. Now, if he pulls a Kid Cudi shit and either checks himself into rehab, which obviously I don't think he will. I don't think uh, nah, the ego is way too big. Yeah, I don't, and not only ego is way too big, but I don't think his, um, his issues go that deep as Cudi's did when he came to that. But... Maybe even if Kanye West after this tour just doesn't take time to chill out and be a nobody for like three to six months, then I think he's going to start his own self-destruction. Um, and it's going to be sad too, man, because I don't have the numbers, bro, but San Pablo, I heard from what people told me was a good album. Uh, you probably heard it, so you can probably Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good album. Okay, it's a pretty good album. So um, I just don't think, I don't know, man. I have no idea. This is a it's a good it's a good topic here. I don't I don't know where Kanye West is going to go with this whole situation, but I, I do hope that he just I wish him well. And regardless of your your fame or your political views or or your mental issues, whatever the case may be, you know, don't rob the fans of the music. You got to think that there's some people like you got to be blowed, bro. You imagine people that spent a grand up to sit front row state stage. Had to wait an hour and a half, and he only performed two songs, and he bounces after talking. Yeah, bro, people definitely had to be upset about that. I'm not quite sure how they went about uh, refunding people their money, but I'm sure they had to compensate them somehow because this dude literally came through, did three songs, went on a 20 minute rant, and then left out the back door uh, with really no explanation, no makeup date, no nothing. Yeah, man. So, um, I don't know, man. So. I hope Kanye just makes the best decision. I don't know what the fuck this shit's going on with Jay-Z. I want more information about that. Because if you're scared that he's going to bring the killers or whatever the case is, like, what the fuck do you guys got between you that you're afraid that Jay-Z is going to kill you, basically, what he said on the rant? Yeah, I don't know what the heck that was about, man. That, but that dude sounded like a first grader who was scared that he had to meet the bully after school, man. That called me about six, seven times in the first part of that uh, of that recording. Yeah, man. Remember the early stories came out like three months ago that him and Jay Z had a rift between them, and now this is coming out. Like, I really don't. I don't. I don't know, man. Like, I wish. I hope. I hope there's no death involved. I hope they just. I hope Jay Z picks up the phone and calls him, whatever the case may be. Um, do you think this is like the? Because Kanye signed a rock, a rock Nation, isn't he? Oh uh, yes, I believe so. It might be like a co, might be a co-venture deal with uh, Good Music. Do you think that this is the end of that after his contract is up? Because if yeah, you have I an think, issue with the ball, think, yeah, well, I think once Jay can get out, he's done. Uh, I don't know. I guess we'll see. And uh, speaking of Rock Nation, this is kind of an older news story, but we'll just bring it up right now. Uh, what are your thoughts about Jay Z on stage talking about uh, Rock Nation? Um, he, he kind of alluded to, and I don't know if he, uh, not Jay Z, Lil Wayne. Um, I don't know if it's a uh, little Wayne just being Wayne, but uh, going on stage and basically one of his songs that he did, he had changed the lyrics and stated instead of I'm a cash money millionaire, said I'm a rock nation millionaire. Yeah, I think it's all just a game and ploy to try to get something out of Birdman to try to get him to do something one way or the other. So that way he can try to 
make the best move for himself to get out of cash money, but Birdman don't really seem to be affected uh, by none of these tactics that Wayne is uh, trying to demonstrate. Do you think they're going to solve their issues, or do you think Wayne is just going to dip and dot and go to another label? I mean, at some point, you have to solve it because you got paperwork involved, but I think that they'll eventually, uh, you know, get it worked out. Man, whatever the game is, I feel like Baby's winning this right now. I feel like Birdman's winning this because from what it looks like from the outside going in, uh, Birdman has been more of the quiet of the two. Uh, Lil Wayne has been out just being super vocal about it. And whatever the case is, uh, while Lil Wayne is going on these rants talking about how he doesn't like Birdman and threatening to leave and talking about he's a Rock Nation and he might sign with Rock Nation, Birdman is just like, all right, fuck it. We got a new Cash Money album coming out and... We're debuting Trev Rich's first album. Shout out to Trev Rich because I'm a fan of Trev Rich. But he just straight up said, like, all right, fuck it. We just start new. We're, we're signing new artists. We're looking on to the new. It's more of a mind game to Birdman at this point. That's it, man. He runs that place more so like a, that goddamn plantation, man. Or like a goddamn uh, factory in Detroit. Who's making me the most money right now? I'll put him in the front, you know, put him out in the forefront. And if you're not making money, eventually, you know, you don't. Will the Carter uh, 5 ever come out? Yeah, they'll get it out. The, the demand for it is too high. You know, you follow the money. So people people looking for it. Wayne's been crying about doing it. It's just a matter of, you know, where is he going to do it? Is it going to be his own hand? You know, so. Well, from what I understand is the album's already recorded. They're just waiting on these label issues. And that's what I'm saying. Like, will it? will this issue be resolved at some point? Because if this issue takes two years to be resolved or even another year and they finally decide to uh, release the uh, the new Carter, all of that music is going to be outdated. He would have to go in the lab and record something different. I mean, it, really music has changed. it really wouldn't be outdated because we never heard it before. You know, With the style of music. like you, you, you know how much music has changed within the last two years. So if you wait another two years to drop this album, the sound is going to be different. The lyrics are still going to be there. But the sound of the music is probably going to be different than what's on the radio, and it's going to make it more difficult to actually get this album out and push, aside from the fact that it's just Lil Wayne. Well, I mean, even now, I think the Carter Five's been done for almost like a year and a half, two years anyway. So anything that he's really done on that, I guess, would already be outdated, even if he came out tomorrow. Uh, I guess that would be true. So, I mean, we'll have to see what happens with it, man. Uh, Yo, there's been a lot of fucking mental issues with hip-hop, man. Like, people... Within it's the last the drugs, two months, man. yo, this shit has not been music. Like between the Cuddy situation, between Drake, between uh the Wayne, and obviously with the Kanye situation, man, it seems like there's just been more drama going around than needs to be, and it all seems like it's in the same circle. It's in the same circle it's in of the people. same group of guys. Yeah, it's not like you're you're hearing something from maybe uh from Slim or even like another artist out there. Dr. Dre or anything like that. You're hearing it from the same group of, a group of guys. So, I mean, I wish everybody well. I just want to hear good music out there. And like I said, I'm not a fan of Kanye West um, anymore. Now, I hear songs sporadically. I hear a few here and there, and I might think they're good. But I haven't been a fan of him since graduation be just Damn, because of the sounds change. Yeah, it's just because of the sounds change. I'm not into Kanye West trying that sound as a lot of other people are. But you know what? I wish everybody well, man. Especially wish... Uh, Wish Wayne well in his endeavors um, as far as his musical genius goes. But, um, yeah, man, so hopefully we'll get some good music out there, man. There's been some good music uh, good music that's been dropping lately. Um, let, me, let me ask you this. We touched on this a while back with uh, Drake going in on Kid Cudi. Will 
Drake's arrogance. Now we know he's an arrogant motherfucker. Will this? Will he still go at Kid Cudi now with the whole Kanye Cudi situation seems seeming to be resolved? Because if you're trying to make an album with Kanye, but you're still gonna go at his label mate, that's what I'm saying, man. That's gonna be difficult to kind of pull that off because it just seems like, you know, Drake Kanye gonna do an album, but yet Birdman and Wayne ain't cool, but yet Wayne is trying to go sign to Rock Nation, which is Jay Z. So they just got a whole a whole cluster fuck going on over there. Between that circle of guys, uh, between trying to, you know, get all that music out and tie up all the business aspects so everybody get paid. So, I don't know, man. Sometimes when you put those projects together, it can take a while, you know, for all that to kind of, you know, mesh and for everybody to be satisfied with the dollar and cents in the deal. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, I guess we'll see. We'll see where it goes from there. But, um, let me ask you something else too. As a matter of fact, since we're we're kind of talking about the topics of them, of of music wise, um, do you think I've been feeling like this is going to be the case? I remember a while back in one of our first earlier episodes of the podcast, we talked about Drake, um, and the staying power of Drake. The fact that Drake is the hottest thing in the industry right now. I'm gonna tell you a new theory that I thought of here, man. I feel like Drake's expiration date is going to be in about two years. I don't think we'll be hearing more of Drake after that. Oh, yeah. Why is that? Based on the content of music that's been going out lately and based on the change of music, I think Drake is going to oversaturate his own sound to the point where people cannot stand him anymore. No, okay. I see what you're saying. So he basically is going to become uh people going to be over that style and everything that, he, that he's bringing as far as that. Uh, is concerned. So, I mean, ultimately, he's going to have to switch it up then is what you're basically saying. Switch it up to survive. And he's done that before, but I don't think he will at this point because every single song that comes on the radio is either Drake influence style or Drake is on it. Like, you'll have a joint with maybe a new up-and-coming artist and he's using kind of the OVO sound and for some reason he's featured on that record. But I think after a year and a half, two years, uh, based on the way that his music is going and leaving, now, he's still selling. He still sold a lot. But based on the way that his last record kind of came and went, I think that's going to hurt him in a few years. So my prediction right now is I think in about two years, he's not going to be irrelevant, but he's going to be at least relevant. It's going to kind of fall underneath the plateau of, let's say, uh, and this might be an unfair comparison because I think he's going to be less than him at that time. But let's say uh, uh, Lil Wayne, where okay. Lil Wayne at one point towards the end of 2000 was the hottest. He was the number one guy. Now he kind of takes a backseat. But the point is, he's still relevant. But when it comes to album sales, he's going to take the backseat there. Wayne dropped, I think he went gold on his last, uh, one of his last two records. Now, one of them, he went platinum, but the other one, he went gold. And obviously, he hasn't been putting anything out because of these label issues. I kind of feel that same uh, that same remedy with, uh, with Drake. Because I feel like Nicki played herself in that role. I feel like Nicki's becoming less relevant right now as opposed to back then. I mean, yeah, I mean, definitely they don't the uh, they don't seem to be as hot as they were during that particular time period when they first kind of burst onto the scene. But um, but I don't know, man. Um, they just seem to have like a lot of turmoil going on over there in Cash Money because you still have Drake and Nicki who aren't even technically speaking. So you know, he still had and Drake's been going at you know everybody and their mom over the past couple of months. You know, but um, but I think the Carter's still gonna. 
I think what's actually happening also is the way that people buy music now is also different and how they actually count, you know, record sales and things of that sort, man. But Have you seen the stream game? Have you seen like the numbers that you need to get streaming wise to be certified? No, like I don't even know how the streams even work. So what? You get a percentage of it costs money to stream it. And then what? The artist gets a percentage of every stream. Yeah, what I'll pull up the actual numbers because the numbers are silly. Like what you have to get to uh, be platinum as far as like streaming or even be be gold for RIAA uh, certifications. Like it's something ridiculous. Uh, let me see if I get this exact number here for us. Okay. <coughs> All right. So, a thousand and five hundred on-demand audio or video or song streams equals ten track sales, which equals one album sale. So your song or whatever it is has to be streamed fifteen hundred times to equal one album sale. That is fucking insane. So. I don't know where the money's going to be in music at some point, but if it's going to streaming, man, that seems like it's a lose-lose for an artist and a win-win for the big heads. <laughs> like getting all that money from streaming, I don't know how an artist is going to be able to, uh, you know, put that into value. But, I mean, they'll figure it out. They always do. But I feel like streaming is going to end up hurting hip-hop to the point where hip-hop is just going to become 100% pop and it's going to change for the worst going forward. I mean, I guess the only way they're really making money nowadays is just off the show money, man. And then pull the Kanye and leave after, you know, two songs and a 20-minute rant and an hour and a half late. Robbing the people, man. That's so tragic. So, cause that, and part of it might come with uh, with doing this so much, bro. Because I tell you, when I went on a few, obviously me and you, we uh, saw the locks in concert. Uh, I recently saw the Joe Budden show uh, in Tampa. Uh, you know, these, these artists that are, I mean, the locks are still known, but they're not. Like fucking blown out of proportion with the young. Yeah, they're not. They're not. They're not what they once were. Yeah, they're not what they once were. So you look at that. Those artists, they show up still somewhat close to time. Like I think the locks was about twenty minutes late, but you know that's kind of normal. And then you got these bigger artists that are out there just jipping the fans. But you know what? Whatever, man. That shit ain't got nothing to do with me. That shit ain't in my pockets. I just wish them all well. I wish Kanye well. Uh, Jay Z, don't send the killers after him. You don't don't send the killers, you, please. Call me. You don't me. need another charge. Call me. You, you call don't got me. the answers, Zuckerberg. You don't got the answers. You don't got the answers, man. Look, he called out Mark Zuckerberg because dude didn't want to basically help him get out of debt. Like, come on, man. Mark Zuckerberg didn't help put you in there. Like, get real. Like, what the fuck does Zuckerberg have to do with Kanye? Like, help him get out. Zuckerberg made his own fucking empire. Yeah, I don't know what the hell's wrong with Mr. West, man. He He's tripping. What I want him to do is put context behind what he's saying. Like, don't just say shit because he's leaving everybody a mystery. The only thing we got from this entire, and I don't mean to go back to this, but the only thing we got from the entire rant was I'm pro-Trump. Jay-Z's going to kill me for whatever the fuck reason. Beyonce's mad at me for whatever the fuck reason. Zuckerberg didn't get me out of debt. And all this, like, he needs to put the context behind this shit. Let us know what the fuck you're talking about. If you're going on the rant, give us the story. Like, don't just leave everybody in the dust. I want to know what the fuck problem you have with Jay-Z. And I don't want to wait till TMZ reports it after a month later. Just let us know right now. This is what the problem is. Because Kanye has such a big stature right now. If he says what the problem is, I'm sure if Jay-Z doesn't agree or agrees, Jay-Z is going to address it at some point. Yeah, I agree with you there, too. Don't come out, you know, crying and boohooing about about something. Tell, me what's, tell us what it is. Because you're evidently taking up our time by 
you know, hinting around that there's a problem. So why don't you just eliminate any and all issues there? So that way, you know, you know exactly what it is up front and nobody's, you know, uh, basically doing what we're doing now, which is just sitting here twiddling our fucking thumbs to see exactly if Jay-Z's, you know, Jay-Z hasn't came out and said anything about it now. But this dude's just been tripping, man. Talking about not playing with each other's kids and shit like that, man. Like, <laughs> Yo. Like, damn, dude, it's getting deep. It's deeper than the music, huh? Not playing with each other's kids. Oh. And then today, but yeah, that was just crazy, man, with those quotes. Please don't send the killers. You'd figure with what happened to uh, Kim Kardashian overseas that Kanye would be focusing on other things aside from the shit that he's talking about right now. But I, I don't know, man. You, I don't get why Kanye just don't get like an Instagram or a Facebook or a Snapchat. Whenever you want to rant, you just rant on those. Not when you're at a concert or some bullshit like that. But see, that's what I'm saying. The the rant at the concert appears like the new thing in hip hop. Because anytime Drake has ever beefed with somebody or had a problem with them, he's on concert on the ads. When the Meek Mill situation first popped off, he was on concert. When the Joe Budden situation, he was on concert. Like, damn. I feel like that's the new thing in hip-hop, just to get on the show, get on the platform when you're on tour, and just vent some of these issues. Now, it's not bad to do that. I don't agree with it. I think it's silly as shit, but I don't think it's bad to do that. It's just don't do it for an extended period of time. You got something to say, you know, go into it. You know, it's kind of like uh, Drake, when he addresses something, he goes into it for like one sec, one minute, All right, you know, fuck this person, blah, blah, and then he's back to the music. But Kanye is always on the 10-minute rant, 20-minute rant, 15-minute rant. Like, yo, son, just make it simple. Or break up the rants. You know, do, do it every, between every so songs, man. But, you know, uh, I don't know, man. I, I, don't, I don't even know what else to say about Mr. Ye, Mr. Jesus. I don't know, man. He's, he's the dunce of the week, man, for that BS that he pouring out there. The dunce of the week. You've been doing this crap for, like, two, three years. Just pulling, showing up late crap. Everybody, you know kissing your ass all the time. I'm with you, man. I say these next couple of shows, if he ain't there at a certain time, y'all should just start to walk out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You th- I don't think people would, but I think they should. I would, me personally, like, I, I really would. Now, I know if I paid, I would try to get my money out of it if I paid 30 bucks for a ticket, but if I seen the fact that he went from the last show, he, he came an hour and a half late and then only did two songs, if I'm waiting there for like 45 minutes to an hour, I'm looking at my watch. I'm like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm not waiting for him. Okay. Like, what the hell? I don't know, man. What? The... When I was there, like I said, man, it was two hours before the motherfucker even hit the stage and on the ticket, the shit said that the that the show started at eight. Two fucking hours, and your ass waited. God damn, I can't do that shit, bro. Two hours, man. Two hours. That is a uh, hundred twenty minutes. Jesus Christ. All right, Mr. Ye. Uh, like you said, you, he gets the dunce of the week for that one, man. Been, but you know what, though? Aside from that, man, it's been a pretty slow slow news week, man. I mean, there hasn't been shit else popping off aside from uh, the young M.A. Nikki situation. And I don't even feel like that's a situation. I feel like that's some celebrity bullshit. I'm not really interested in that. Yeah, I feel like that's just media outlets searching for a story because they ain't shit out there really for them right now. Yeah, exactly, man. So, I mean, you know. Hopefully everybody gets well soon, but yeah, man, I don't really have much aside from that, bro. Yeah, I don't really got too much, man, for these uh 
for these students here, man. It's been a it's been a slow week. Hopefully it'll be action packed here. Hopefully everybody will enjoy, you know, the holiday season uh that we have coming up <laughs> in the next couple of days. Alright, since you want your fucking fame over here. See we're fucking recording. week, man. She said you sneeze like a bitch. Of course <laughs> we're recording a podcast, you know. Trying trying to get her ass whipped on the microphone, but uh <laughs> All right, but uh, yeah, man, it's like you said, holiday season, holiday season happening here. So I think that's all we got, man. You know, hey, um, so b- basically don't kill yourself for Black Fridays. Yeah, definitely be out there trying to beat each other up and punching each other in the face and taking shit from old ladies. Old ladies taking shit from little girls and shit. Yo, they be so savage, man. Like, hey, listen, I'm, I'm probably going to be petty as shit for this, but I love when those Black Friday fight videos come out. Cause it's just fucking hilarious, bro. You stiff arming little girls for Barbie dolls, like that shit's funny as shit to me. But definitely, don't do that. Um, have a good Thanksgiving with your family. You know, make sure to make that one day count out of 365 that you don't talk to them. Uh, make sure to make that shit count and just appreciate every moment. But um, yeah, man, I think we're good. Yeah, I think we're good, man. Definitely, you so cold talking about some <laughs> eating and chilling with people that you only see. Uh, Strangers, oh, strangers, but strangers just call them family. The strangers that you really you call them family. They got your blood, but um, you know, make sure to eat those meats, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, hog, turkey, chicken, you name it. <laughs> eat all that shit. You know, make make the holiday count. But uh, of course, just like you said, uh, of course we taking a you you students, you good students out there, you guys get a little bit of break during this holiday, so uh, enjoy it. Uh, yeah, man. But aside from that, man, anything else you got going on for these people? Nah, man, nothing else going on. Just about to enjoy this next couple of days, man. Short week. Hopefully, we get some good news. No homework for y'all, man. So y'all should enjoy that. Hey, what I what the good news I'm hoping for is I'm hoping for context behind the killers. I want to know who the yeah, fuck definitely the killers for context are. behind the killers because that's hilarious. The killers, man. He's over here worried about the killers. They had Kim K in the room in Paris, and now look what happening. So, um. Yeah, man, def- definitely you guys be safe out there. Be safe, though. Word to tax tax season. Be safe, though. Uh, aside from that, man. Class dismissed. Get the fuck out of here.